You're listening to Creatively Human with honest conversations about what matters to us and how it really feels to build an online business, put our work out into the world, make an impact in our own unique way, and importantly, to get well paid for it. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, business mentor to quietly ambitious humans. Hi, and welcome back to another solo episode of the Creatively Human podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about feeling fulfilled in our business, what I think of the whole concept and what to do if you're not feeling fulfilled in your business because I know that I and a lot of the people following me are, you know, sensitive people who, yes, have ambitions and goals when it comes to money, but we can't do something that doesn't feel like us and that doesn't feel fulfilling. So let's dive in. There is a lot of talk when it comes to building your own business, no matter what it is, that, you know, the work shouldn't feel like work. We're so lucky to be doing what we're doing and all of this. And I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that I don't believe that we need to be fulfilled by everything we do in our businesses. I don't believe that we need to feel like our work isn't work. You know, I think that's actually impossible and it's setting us up to fail. And for a while that actually impacted how I was enjoying my work because I just thought, oh, like, shouldn't I feel better about this? The truth is that even if you love like whatever it is that you do, when you do it for a living, it means that it does become a job. It means that you do need to force yourself to do it sometimes, even when you're not feeling it. And obviously, I'm all about feeling good and staying in alignment and getting into a state of flow. But when it is your job, you do need to keep showing up for it. Um, And the truth is, like, even if you love the specific thing that you create or the, you know, whatever it is that's the main activity of your business, there's all the other admin tasks that go along with it. So like finding the customers, doing the marketing, dealing with the emails, dealing with the taxes, dealing with the money, setting up systems, you know, all of that stuff. So I highly doubt that there is a business owner out there that loves every single aspect of what they do. So... I feel like it's more useful to just aim for an overall sense of fulfillment. Like know that not everything we do, not every single task is going to feel amazing. We might not always feel like doing the thing that helps our business, like writing a blog post or putting up that post on social media. But if we overall know, if we know overall that it's part of our larger aim of connecting with people, of sharing our passion, whatever. For me, it's all about freedom. It's all about showing up as yourself and expressing yourself and feeling free to be yourself, basically. So when it comes into the overall aim of that, that is what feels so fulfilling to me. I also think that, like I said, when when you do something that you really like and it becomes your job, it becomes your way of making money, it becomes, you know, it is a job. So I do think it's important to have things that fulfill you outside of your job. So a lot of people I know like love to write or they love to create or they love to, you know, they're artists, whatever. But when it comes to making money from that, it can take away a bit from how it felt before it had those conditions around it, right? So I think that it's really important to have stuff outside of our work. So if we love to write, for example, and, you know, we write books or whatever, outside of our work, we can just write for us. 
you know, or if we're artists, we sell art, we can just create art for us. And, you know, I think it's also just like really helpful and useful to have hobbies outside of business, you know. I actually love my work. I find that digging into all the online business stuff, all the marketing, I I love it all. I find it fun. And there have been times in my life when I feel like that has become my hobby. And the truth is, when I spend too long working on it, it comes at the expense of my health, my happiness, my relationship. So it's really, really important to me that I have things outside of my business. So, you know, it's all about striking a balance. Whether your business is fulfilling or not, you need that balance across different areas of your life. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is the hierarchy of needs. So if you haven't heard of this, it's basically like a triangle and it has the kind of most pressing needs at the bottom going up to the top, which is all about self-actualization, achieving one's potential and, and the creative activities and stuff. And the bottom is all like the physiological needs, food, water, warmth, rest. And I feel like I've really experienced in my business journey that fulfillment matters more and more the more kind of traditionally successful your business is right so once we've got the basic needs like the food and shelter and stuff sorted once we can pay the rent once we're getting that income that we need every month then it comes about like relationships and who we're serving and who we're connecting with and all of this and then right at the top once we've gone through that is like is this really what I want to do? Is this my mission in life? And all of that kind of thing. And I think that this probably matters to some people more than others. I am an introvert. I'm an INFJ. Um, If you're not aware of the kind of personality types, basically the INFJ personality type is someone who just wants to, is really like idealistic, wants to change the world and help the world and all of that. And I know that a lot of people in my audience are INFJs. Whether you are an INFJ or not, I know that the people in my audience are sensitive humans. The people in my audience care about things. They want to make some sort of a difference, even though that feels like audacious or scary to say. And I think that that is why the fulfillment piece matters so much to us in our businesses. Now, I don't think it probably matters to all personality types and that's okay as well. But yeah, I started my first business in 2008 and I definitely noticed this kind of hierarchy of needs playing out in a kind of way in that business. Like I started out just needing to earn some money because I couldn't get a job. That was literally it. And I was so thrilled to earn the money that I needed to find jobs online, to do my freelance work and to earn that money. It was really, really great. And I didn't question it at all. I was so happy and grateful for it. And then like once I was covering that and I was earning a kind of decent amount of money every month, I started to feel like more and more disconnected from my business. I was easily earning enough to cover all those basic needs and more. And I found myself just wanting more, like I wanted to spend time on something that mattered to me. And I questioned it for a long, long time. It it felt, once I got to that stage of questioning my fulfillment, it brought up a lot of feelings about, shouldn't I be content because I'm earning enough? I feel guilty because I want more. It's too scary to make changes just based on fulfillment rather than money, you know. So I just wanted to acknowledge that following your fulfillment can sometimes feel selfish. It can sometimes feel reckless. That was a big one for me. It can sometimes feel, yeah, stupid, whatever. It brings up all the feelings because you're kind of safe. You're safe in a way. When you're making the money you need to make, when you're getting by, you're safe, right? But 
You know in your heart if there's something more that you want. You know if you're not feeling fully self-expressed. You know if you're not like enjoying the work that you do and actually there's something else you might want to do. You know if you know you're fine with the money that you're bringing in, but actually you, you quite like to earn more money, but it's really hard to admit. So all of that stuff brings up feelings and those feelings can really, really hold you back. I actually knew for a long time that I wanted to like completely change my business. And I don't recommend this course of action for everyone. I'm going to talk about this, but obviously there are things you can do to make your business more fulfilling without completely changing your business. But I just knew that that was the thing for me. But yeah, it took me a long, long time to make those changes because of all those feelings of guilt, because of all these feelings of who am I to be questioning this? Who am I to want more? Who am I to want a better life when I already have it so good, you know? But um, before I get into that, I just wanted to say that if you're listening to this and your business is fairly new, I just want to point out that some of these feelings can be, they can be a way of basically protecting yourself. And I'll explain why. So, When you start a business, it can be so exciting. Like new ideas can really give you a buzz. You know, jumping from one idea to the next is really fun. But often we find that we just don't give ourselves enough time to get that business going. And honestly, I've been through that phase where I've set up lots of different things and I've gone from one idea to the next to the next. I think partly that phase is like it is necessary in order to figure out what you want to do and what lights you up. So I think it's okay to do that for a time. But if you find yourself doing it again and again and again in the name of like fulfillment or whatever, then I do think it can be a way of protecting yourself from really going all in. And um, like your brain is going, oh, this has to work instantly. Otherwise, it's going to be a failure. So you're like, okay, I better try something new then. Do you see what I mean? So I do think it's really, really important to give something a chance Um, But yeah, don't beat yourself up if you find yourself feeling unsure or wobbly or questioning if this is for you in the early stages, because that is that's where your brain goes. Basically, when you're stretching your comfort zone, when it's feeling a bit less safe, that's the way your brain deals with it. So it's totally, totally normal. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. The other thing I wanted to say is that sometimes there can be something else going on when it comes to the question of fulfillment you might be you might be telling yourself that you're not feeling fulfilled that you need to be changing what you're doing but one thing that really really affects me is the whole comparison thing so I can be like totally happy with where I am with what I'm doing with my life I can be feeling good about my day-to-day and then I can just see someone that totally triggers me on social media and then I suddenly think oh they're doing better than me or maybe I should want that you know And I know that we've all been there. I know that we've all been there. I am so much better at recognising it now. And usually the antidote for me is just to either unfollow or to like mute them for a while. And normally it's telling me something about myself um, and about what I think is good enough to other people, you know, like the outward appearance of my business rather than listening to myself and what feels good inside. And obviously journaling is always a good thing for this kind of thing. But yeah, unfollow, mute, whatever you need to do. It's okay. It's not them. They can be brilliant and amazing. But if they're triggering you, then you need to like protect yourself and, you know, either avoid that trigger or get to the bottom of it. Because honestly, whatever anyone else is doing, whether they seem to be doing better than you on social media, whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't need to affect what you're doing. Like, 
you know you know the whole thing about you're only seeing their like highlights on social media you're only seeing like the best version of them on social media but secondly what's right for them isn't necessarily right for you what fulfills you is a deeply personal thing and I want for all of us to feel confident enough listening to ourselves listening to what's inside feeling what we want to feel that seeing other people doing things differently or doing things in a bigger way or whatever does not put us off the course that we feel is right for us and sometimes the whole like worrying about whether you're fulfilled enough or not can come from a place of oh this is just too easy it shouldn't be this easy for me and I it's really hard to explain this one because it sounds like well of course like if it's easy we all want it to be easy but this one comes up for me again and again and again it's 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 a real sneaky one that one but honestly it's so so common for our brains to want to complicate things when they become easy and often what is most fulfilling to us is what comes easiest to us and you know it can come from anywhere it can come from like a feeling that you need to prove prove yourself through things being hard or like working hard or whatever it can come from a feeling of guilt of having it easier than your friends and your family it could be just like a sabotage of your success, like questioning why you have it so easy because there's some sort of fear of what will come next, you know? Like, oh, if this is really easy and if this keeps going the way it's going and if I earn like all this money really easily, then um, then the, there's going to be like a negative consequences, like my relationship's going to go downhill or my children will become spoiled or, you know, people will want something, want my money, you know, and I won't feel safe. You know, that it's really, really interesting to dig into this stuff because on first, like when you first think about it, you think, of course, I don't think that way. But actually, there is always, always stuff like that there. That feeling of not being fulfilled could also come from just serving the right people, serving the wrong people, I should say, because who you are working with can make a huge difference, not only to the work you get to do, not only to the conversations you get to have, but, and this is key for me, it can make a difference to how you feel able to express yourself. And for so long, I felt that my inner self did not match the outer self. I felt like I had a business self and I had a, and I had myself and they did not match and they and it felt it just felt so it it was hard. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not finding the right words to explain this, but it was hard. It was so hard. It was it was it, it was out of integrity. It felt it felt difficult. It felt exhausting. It felt like I was putting on a role without deliberately trying to pretend and I couldn't figure out how to come back to myself I couldn't figure out how to like merge these parts of myself and just be myself and the truth is I think that I I wouldn't blame my previous customers it was just that I didn't feel like I was allowed to be myself with them and now in this business I feel like from the moment I started I decided that I was going to be myself, even though that is not an easy thing to do. And when you've spent so long not being yourself, you don't even know what being yourself looks like, basically. But when you're working with the right people, being yourself becomes part of the work. And that is just an incredible, incredible place to be in. And for me, being able to fully express myself is one of the key aspects of living a free life. And that to me is so, so fulfilling. Now, if you don't feel like that yet, that doesn't mean you have to like completely pack in your business and start a new one. It just means that there's stuff to dig into there. It just means that there's like a level of giving yourself permission to show up as who you are. There's 
there's some like work there's some work to be done on your belief about you know you are that you are the right person for your right people there's some like leaning in to do of that trust there's some like layers to uncover you know this isn't easy work and it's not like a quick fix but it is so so worth it and it is so so fulfilling okay so if like me you found yourself or are finding yourself in a place where your business really isn't feeling fulfilling, then there are a few things you can do. Instead of packing it all in like I did, you can start making some tweaks and see how it goes. Now, the first thing I would say is that, like I said at the beginning of this episode, we don't need to find everything we do in our businesses fulfilling. So I think it's really, really useful to remember that there are always things we can outsource. There are always things we can delegate to other people. And I know that the talk of outsourcing can like freak some people out because of the cost. But when I started outsourcing, I started very, very small and I just built up and built up and built up. So The way I always recommend people to get started is as you're going about your normal work, list out every small little task that you do throughout a day, throughout a week. It could include, you know, it could include anything like customer service emails, checking social media, pinning stuff on Pinterest, whatever. Then go through that list and make several lists of like the things you don't enjoy, the things you're not good at. And then you could also make a list of the things that only you can do. Now, (laughs) a lot of us think that only we can do several things in our businesses, but it's just not true. It's just that we want to have some level of control. So like things like creating images for your blog posts, you might think, oh, but I know exactly how I want them to look and only I can do that. No, no, other people can for sure do that, okay? Um, And then... When you've got those lists of the things you don't enjoy and aren't very good at, that is the way that they are the places to start outsourcing. Now you can find people all over the place. The best way is to ask for, for referrals. You can use a freelance network like Upwork, um, and then just gradually outsource more and more. You can start with really small amount and just gradually outsource more and more of the work that you don't love and see how that impacts how fulfilled you feel from your business. I also think it's really really useful to just take a break from your business because I think that even the happiest most fulfilled business owners do need time out regularly actually and the truth is that working on the internet can be pretty isolating it can be a bit addictive because you're relying on technology and you know phones are addictive and sometimes you just need to have a break from that and that is totally totally okay I personally try to take full breaks from social media every now and again now I in an ideal world I'd plan these in but I don't always plan them in but I do do them on a semi-regular basis and I find them really really helpful I had actually a situation where I was questioning the role of my Facebook group in my business and I didn't know whether I wanted to keep it open so I just took a break from it for like a month like a summer break and it it really gave me the mental space I needed to get some clarity about it and I was so close to getting rid of it but actually it just came to me that I just didn't I wasn't being intentional with it and as soon as I decided what it was there for and what I wanted to use it for and what my um like like took the pressure off like showing up in a certain way it felt so good and that break was exactly what I needed to come back in and for it to become something special in my business I know it's not always easy to schedule in time off whatever but it is so, so important. If you just take a few random days off, the world is not going to come crashing down, honestly. The other thing I would say about kind of figuring out your needs and getting more fulfilled in your business is to work with someone who can reflect back to you what it is that you want to do. Because 
I feel like a lot of us run our business from a place of should do or would make good business sense to do rather than I actually want to do. And I know it's hard to unlearn the kind of traditional ways of business that we've seen, um, you know, all over the place, in the books, on the telly, on the internet, whatever. But the truth is that I believe we are we are in, 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 like incredibly privileged that we are building businesses in this way online. We are we have the privilege of getting to choose the way we want to do things. And I have seen it time and time again in my business that when I let go of the should do's and follow my feelings and want to do's, it pays off. Now, I'm not saying that we should leave behind all the like um, smart business thinking. I'm not saying that we should just be reckless But what I'm saying is that there is more than one way to run a business. It's just that one way is the one that seems to be the loudest, you know, out there in the marketing books and in the marketing space. So I feel like it's really, really useful to spend time journaling and to work with a coach who can reflect back to you what it is that you really, really want. And the truth is that sometimes what you really, really want is the thing that you just don't want to admit to yourself. And it can be really hard to get that out. I've seen it with my own clients, you know, we can have like loads of sessions together and then right near the end, suddenly it comes up like this is the big thing. This is the big thing that I've been afraid to admit to myself. I've been afraid to admit to you, but this is it. This is what I want. And it's just such an incredible moment when that comes out, but it takes time to get there. It was certainly true of my journey as well. So yeah, working with other people, working with mentors, coaches to reflect back to you what it is that feels good and to help you lean into that. Because sometimes leaning into what feels good is actually very hard because you don't have any evidence that it's going to work. It feels like a risk. But honestly, I feel like seeing our businesses as an experiment is the very best way to ultimately create a business that feels like you and that feels fulfilling. So yeah. And then the last thing I want to say is sometimes it is, sometimes it just is time for a radical change. And that was certainly the case with my business. Now, I don't think that that's going to be true of everyone, you know, packing it all up. Um, And like I said earlier, I had many, many feelings about it, about being reckless, about, you know, I felt guilty for leaving something successful behind. But the truth is that I just knew deep down in my heart. I just knew. I had that feeling in my heart. And having that feeling in your heart is very, very strong, but it's not easy to follow it. It's bloody scary to follow it. It's so, so scary. But yeah, whatever, wherever you're at with your business, whether you're making a few tweaks, whether you're figuring out how to make it feel more like you or whether you're gearing up for a radical change, just remember that everything you have been through up until now has led you to where you are now. So nothing is a waste. Nothing is wrong. Nothing is a mistake. It is all part of your journey. So yeah, I believe that we all deserve to do fulfilling work. We all deserve to be able to express ourselves. We all deserve to be able to show up as ourselves. But it takes guts to make that choice and to acknowledge that we actually want more from life, you know. But the more we do it, the more we open up open up the possibility for others to do it. I genuinely, genuinely believe that. It is so, so powerful to follow what you want and what is fulfilling to you. And the truth is what is fulfilling to you is probably, although it absolutely doesn't have to, but it probably is going to benefit other people as well. So yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Running a fulfilling business, big, big topic, lots of feelings. But yeah, 
ultimately it is so worth it. And I just want to say before I go that I do currently have space for new one-to-one mentoring clients. So if this is the kind of thing you want to dig into, if you want to talk about these feelings, if you want to claim those desires of the kind of business you really, really want to run, if you want to, if you want to figure out how to show up as yourself, stop hiding, do the thing you want to do, then please do get in touch. You can go to my website, ruthpoundwhite.com and I have a link there. Um, on how to work with me and you can book a free call if you just want to chat there's never any pressure but we can have a talk about whether we'd be a good fit for each other okay and I will catch you again in another episode thank you so much for listening to another episode of creatively human if you have a moment I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast it really does make a difference and if you'd like to carry on the conversation or ask a question for a future Q&A episode there are three ways to connect with me on the Facebook group on Instagram at Ruth Poundwhite or my personal favourite, my behind the scenes newsletter. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe and keep doing what you're doing because your work really does matter.